It's amazing how many people are willing to go down for Donald Trump. I mean, there are people out there who are literally ruined. Ruined because of Donald Trump. I mean, Fox News had to pay out $787 million for the lies they told on their show. And Rudy Giuliani, he had to pay out $148 million. And what's this guy's name? This My Pillow guy? $300 million he's got to pay out. And they're going down... They're just going down with Donald Trump. They don't care. It's like, what has this guy done for you that has made you want to stand by him so much? He hasn't done any, all these people, anybody who attaches himself to Donald Trump is ruined. There are people in prison because of Donald Trump. The people who have been prison, they're probably going to get sued. They're probably going to lose everything they own. There are some people out there who've lost their jobs. There are people out there who are just disgraced because of Donald Trump. And yet these people, I mean, people stand by him. Anybody looking outside this, and I, and, and it just reminds me of that time on The Ghost when the bad guy was dragged down to hell and... Just, and and uh, you remember that scene where the his friend got killed, and he looked, and he stood up, and he was he was like a ghost now. And and there's uh, Patrick Swayze standing there, and I don't know, I don't remember what his character name was, but he was like, "Oh, Carl." I think his name was Carl. He says, "Oh, Carl," and he just realized Carl is dead. He turned around, and looked, and saw how dead he was, and was like, "So that's what that's what I'm looking in. Look at these people. Like, oh." God, you know, I'm looking at the My Pillow guy. I mean, he made he made a nice little product. I mean, it was nothing big. It was nothing high tech. It was just he advertised a product and did a good job, and then blew it all on the wrong man, Rudy Giuliani. I mean, here here he is. He gets he gets he was big lawyer. He was the mayor of Chicago, uh, not Chicago, New York City when uh. When this when nine eleven happened and it made him famous, it made him people revered him like he did something, ruined, disgraced. It's a shame. Anyway, that's uh, that's the only thing I can think of right now is why does anybody stand up for this guy? Didn't done anything. Didn't do anything for me. Didn't do anything for you. I mean, I I don't have anything positive that I have right now because of Donald Trump. I don't have anything that's positive in my life because of any policies that Donald Trump created. Not one. I mean, if I'm wrong, send me email at sir.geo at logicalreport.com. Send me an email and tell me exactly what is it that Donald Trump did that was so awesome that you will stand by him. What? Tell me what he did. And don't tell me some bullshit about, oh, he made America great again, or he made the world respect us again. Those are not things. Tell me what policy he passed that made you say, oh, great, finally, somebody did something. I mean, this thing about the wall, 
I would say probably 98% of the people are completely unaffected by this. I mean, right now we got that problem going down. Hasn't changed at all. Same problem. We've had that same problem since, God, the 50s. That problem, it's not something new. It's not something new that Joe Biden came up with. It's not new when Obama did it. It wasn't new when Trump did it. And now we are sitting here. Everybody talks about it all the time because it's the only bad thing we can point to. Look, look, look at this bad thing. This is it's happening while he's president because it's so it's his fault. I mean, we did the same with Trump, but it was mostly because Trump mishandled it. He just mishandled it. And now we got to and now we all got to live with it. So that's the thing. So if you're out there, if if Donald Trump has actually done something that he did, I want you to this is this is the specific instruction. And I'm not narrowing it down where it makes it hard. I want you to tell me what policy he passed that had a positive influence or a positive effect on you. And tell me what that positive effect is. And then and we'll go from there. That's sir.geo at logicalreport.com. And if you're a big fan on TikTok, uh, follow us on TikTok. It's uh, the apps. Uh, I don't know how you do it. It's the at symbol, the logical report. That's all it is. The logical, the logical report. Okay, first of all, I love Katie Porter. I don't know if you've seen her in action on in in the house, but she tears these wealthy people who who don't who take advantage of their employees, uh, cheating them out of a decent pay. She exposes all their short, all everything about them. She exposes anything and everything about them, how they don't, you know, this is, this has got to be my favorite one. Listen to this. How many of your tellers are currently receiving public assistance in this country? I'm not aware of Congresswoman. Right now, one-third of bank tellers in the United States receive public assistance. Madam Chair, I'd like permission to enter into the record the study from the University of California, Berkeley, that shows that the cost of public benefits to families of bank tellers is almost $900 million per year. Without objection, such is the order. So taxpayers are subsidizing Wells Fargo's wages to the tune of $900 million per year. I don't want my kids to grow up and be Wells Fargo tellers because statistically speaking, one of the three would end up needing public assistance. Um, is Wells Fargo profitable? Is Wells Fargo profitable? Uh, I, I believe it is, yes, Congresswoman. You, you believe? I mean, it's 19.5 billion last year, so we can round that up to 20 billion, that's profit. So the bank can afford to pay its tellers significantly more. Do you think the hardworking taxpayers of this country should be shoring up Wells Fargo's tellers' salaries when the bank has profits of $20 billion a year and paid out $30 billion in buybacks and dividends last year? 
Congressman, I believe we should pay people fairly, and I believe the actions that we've taken, especially recently by raising the minimum wage, um, does in fact do that. We also, in addition to... You raise the wage only in high-cost areas, however, not across the board. You raise the wage only in high-cost areas, not across the board. We raised our wages in four different tiers. That's right. You heard that report. $900 million. $900 million of your taxpayer money goes to subsidizing people who already have jobs. You know, it's funny. Republicans complain about welfare all the time. That's all they complain about. Welfare, welfare, welfare from tired. You know, you hear it all the time. And yet you got, you know, they're like, welfare, get a job. Well, yeah. Well, they got a job and you pay them so little that they qualify for public assistance. That is what corporate welfare is. That's corporate welfare at its finest right there. $900 million of your taxpayer money is paying for them to live because Wells Fargo refuses to pay them enough money to live. That's it. But that was not the most, that was not the best part of that thing. You know, I mean, she, she put them right on the spot and, you know, think about it. They could, instead of making $20 billion a year, they could take that 900000 and pay enough money for their employees to live. And then they could just make oh, only $19 billion. I don't know how they, you know, what is, I mean, it, that, that $19 billion. They still m- would make $19 billion. And I'm sure they're probably looking at it like, Oh no, not not nineteen billion dollars. We can't we can't live off that. <laughs> anyway, that's not the best part. The best part is I'm looking at my I'm looking over here at my uh, video when she asked this question. Um, is Wells Fargo profitable? Is Wells Fargo profitable? Uh, I I believe it is. Yes, Congresswoman. You, you believe? I mean, it's $19.5 billion last year, so we can round that up to $20 billion. That's profit. Oh, I had no idea it was profitable. Oh. <laughs> That's the way they are. I mean, they, they, you, know, you know why? I, I looked at my screen. It was the deadest spot on the entire thing. And the thing about it is, you know what he was doing? He was sitting there. Oh, shit, I know where she's going with this. But here's the thing. Katie Porter does that all the time. And I get it. You know, I'm, I imagine that every time someone says, uh, when, when someone comes up and says, hey, uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta go to Congress, you got to talk to Katie Porter. You know, the, probably their first, first, you know, their first reaction is like, fuck! <laughs> it's like, Katie Porter. I don't want to talk to Katie Porter. Now, I know that they know that she's going to tear them a new one. And you know why I know? Because here's another interview. And it's obvious to the guy at some point he realizes, I'm just going to sit here and just repeat the same thing over and over again because there's no way he's going to get out of this. There's no way he's going to be able to talk his way through this. He tries, but he fails. Here, listen up. And you can't figure out how to make up a $567 a month 
of so course, this woman had, and I apologize, you're going to need to follow orally. She had $2,425 a month. She rents a one-bedroom apartment. She and her daughter sleep together in the same room. In Irvine, California, that average one-bedroom apartment is going to be $1,600. She spends $100 on utilities, take away the $1,700, and she has net $725. She's like me. She drives a 2008 minivan and has gas, $400 for car expenses and gas, net $325. The Department of Agriculture says a low-cost food budget, that is ramen noodles, a low food budget is $400. That leaves her $77 in the red. She has a Cricut cell phone, the cheapest cell phone she can get for $40. She's in the red, $117 a month. She has after-school childcare because the bank is open during normal business hours. That's $450 a month. That takes her down to negative $567 per month. My question for you, Mr. Diamond, is how should she manage this budget shortfall while she's working full-time at your bank? I, uh, I don't know that all your numbers are accurate. That number is a start, is it generally a starter job? She is a starting employee. She has a six-year-old child. Okay, this and, is her and, first job. You can get those jobs at a high school, and she may have my job one day. So she, she may, but Mr. Diamond, she doesn't have the ability right now to spend your $31 million. Totally sympathetic. She's short 567. What would you suggest she do? I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Would you recommend that she take out a J.P. Morgan Chase credit card and run a deficit? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Would you recommend that she overdraft at your bank and be charged overdraft fees? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. So... I know you have a lot of... I'd love of to call up and have a conversation about her financial affairs and see if we can be helpful. See if you can find a way for her to live on less than the minimum that I've described. Just be helpful. Well, I appreciate your desire to be helpful, but what I'd like you to do is provide a way for families to make ends meet so that little kids who are six years old living in a one-bedroom apartment with their mother aren't going hungry at night because they're $567 short from feeding themselves, clothing them. We allowed no money for clothing. We allowed no money for school lunches. We allowed no money for field trips, no money for medical, no money for prescription drugs, nothing. And she's short $567 already. Mr. Diamond, you know how to spend $31 million a year in salary, and you can't figure out how to make up a $567 a month shortfall. There you have it. Now, here's the thing. These guys can't even figure out how to live off the salaries that they give, that they, off, that they pay to their employees. Now, if you can't figure out how to pay that person, what makes you think they can figure it out? You're the boss. You're the guy who knows how to make money. So if you can't figure out how to live off that, how do you expect them to do it? You're supposed to be the financial wizard, Mr. $31 million, and you can't figure it out. That's, that's the problem that we have with this country right now is that all the money is going to these guys. These guys are making $31 million, $31 million. And they can't figure it out. Now, if they can't figure it out, they can't expect somebody who's struggling like this to figure it out. Now, that's why I like Katie Porter. She calls them out. And they hate it. They can't be in the same room with her. They know what's going to happen. You're going to try to argue with it. She's already come with the receipts. She's already come and done her homework before she came to you. So it's not like you can go in there and... You know, you think you're smarter than she is because you got more you got more money than she is, she does or the people that she's talking about. Oh, I can figure it out. I can talk to her. You know, nope. That guy there, do you hear what he did? 
I don't know. I have to think about it. I don't know. I have to think about it. I don't know. I have to think about it. You know why? Because he realized he can't do anything. He couldn't think about it. He couldn't do anything. He can't do anything. Anyway, that's why I like Katie Porter. She calls them out and catches them in their bullshit. Now, it's, it's come to my attention. It's come to my attention that Katie Porter is not going to be running for House of Representatives in 2024. She's, the, she's now a candidate for the United States Senate in the election in California. So... You know, she's probably going to, if something, if they can get something passed in the House, she's got that, she's going to be that vote that's going to move it forward. Now, that's the kind of people we need in the House and in the Senate. We need people who get laws moved. Right now, nothing has been done that, and, and, and everybody wants to blame Joe Biden right now, but it's, if you look at the House and you look at the Senate, it's set up that to combat itself nothing can get to his table now if he writes if he tries to write uh if joe biden tries to write you know uh, executive orders they get repealed and then they call him a uh, a dictator oh he's writing executive orders he's a dictator but when it goes to the house and it goes to the senate and it never gets to his desk because they vote it down in the senate then they say but if we go ahead and continue to elect these ones who are making, who are calling out these wealthy people, these people who are holding all the cards and holding all the money and keeping it out of our economy and keeping going away from the people who actually do the spending and living in this country, uh, we'll start seeing things change. We'll start th seeing things get better. Uh, it reminds me. Now, listen closely and see if you can tell who the Republican is in this, from this day and age, and who the Democrat is. What does that get us? A discontented, lazy rabble instead of a thrifty working class. And all because a few starry-eyed dreamers like Peter Bailey stir them up and fill their head with a lot of impossible ideas. Now, I say... Just a minute. Just, just a minute. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. Just a minute. Now, you're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. Why he ever started this cheap penny ante building alone, I'll never know. But... Neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character because his whole life was... Why, in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me, but he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Well, here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said that they... What did you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait? Wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down that they... Do you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. 
Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the building and loan. I know very well what you're talking about. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on, and it's galling you. That's what you're talking about, I know. Well, I, I, I've said too much. I, you're, the, you're the board here. You do what you want with this thing. There's just one thing more, though. This town needs this measly one-horse institution, if only to have some place where people can come without crawling to Potter. Come on. And that's what you are to the Republican Party. You're cattle. Remember that when you vote. And also, remember, if you want to vote, always you can go to logicalreport.com and look for the and right up at the top of the at the top of the page, click on vote. And you can register to vote on the logical report. And I'm Sergio, and that's all I got to say tonight. And that is the truth.